This is The Business We've Chosen, a podcast about art and business. As a former entrepreneur turned artist, I realized that being an artist is basically like running a small startup. And you, the artist, are the CEO. In this podcast, I interview successful artists, gallerists, collectors, and talk real numbers. Talk about their businesses, growth hacks, tools and tricks, and how they actually became successful. Hopefully teaching us all a trick or two. This is episode three, and I'm Kaladni, your host. This week, we are interviewing famed mixed media artist, Javier Martin, who is made in the gallery and museum world. Excited to learn about his journey. Let's jump right in. Tell me a little bit about yourself and who you are and about your practice. So I'm uh, Javier Martin. I'm contemporary artist. And um, I've been working 20 years on the art industry, uh, practice different medium, different different technique. And my context is more about explore methods and, and, and focus on the method of what I want to, to say with my art. Basically, I'm not focusing in any specific medium. It's more about what I want to express and, and the message I want to, to send. Okay. And can you describe your work for the audience who's not going to see it? I'll, I'll obviously put some links in the show notes, but so people get an understanding of what you do or what you're known for. So I, I have a different, uh, different uh, kind of collection. One of the more... The the one I more explore is I mixing collage of photography with painting, and then in some of the collection I add uh, lights, neon lights. Okay. But the beginning of the collection is just uh, painting cover cover the eyes. The collection is called blindness, and I focus in the in the interior, in the discussion of the the society, and and that is one of part of the collection. But then I have sculptors working with wood. I do performing art, so I have a different different kind of of work. It's the connection between the work is more the method and the, the more like the medium. So sometimes you can see a piece and and think it is different artist, but it's the is the same. It's me. Yeah. yeah, it's still you. I have I have similar attributes yeah. where I have a, a, a similar conceptually similar but stylistically different if that makes yeah, the sense. idea for me is focusing the in the concept okay. and sometimes the pen of the material or the medium is 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 tell me the direction to connect more with the content i want to send and sometimes okay. i feel more comfortable doing wood or sometimes i feel more comfortable like doing appropriation of photography so the pen of of, of how it's connect more with that content i use the, the material but uh, the the work you're really known for is kind of that neon light across the eyes and the neon uh, juxtaposed with yeah. uh, 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 photography and painting, correct? Yeah, that's the the more I don't like to call it popular, but Commer- but yeah, it's yeah, in one way it's like it's the pen also the circle because sometimes what people say see more in Instagram or see more in in other places, but then in in uh, Museum shows or another kind of show, some curators know my other part of the work. Okay. So but yeah, I, in a popular way, yes. Right. That's that's the like if yeah. someone says Javier Martin, that's like, oh yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. 
oh, you are neon, you are neon artist, and I say, okay, you can call me that, but it's not the right. Let me tell you, the context of this mm-hmm. podcast is the idea of art and business, and mm-hmm. in many respects, what you've done, like you've created a brand, right? Like mm-hmm. when I see that work, I think of you, regardless of like. There's something very specific about it that I know that's your work. And so that's a, I guess my question is when you first started making that work, did it become popular immediately or did you have to, to did it start that way or did it evolve into that work? So in, in reality, uh, that collection started uh, 11 years ago. Whoa, okay. And the, the blindness concept started almost like, 15 years ago, one five. So imagine I start doing that kind of work when it's not Instagram, no Facebook, no. I remember I fighting with do the website with, with codes and all that thing. So I've been working with that and show is in different parts of the world. But then really when, when uh, it's, it's going two lines, like some collectors and some curators know my work for a while. But then when the people start to see in Instagram or I don't know, like different shows is when everything starts to go a little bit, uh, that brand go bigger. But in reality, it's because the dimension of the of how you can uh, show you you are in the world is more strong right now with the social media. Of course. But in reality, in the past, it's, it's, it's a collection with a lot of time. It's not something like in reality state five years, six years, and start to grow up to, to see, to the people start to see recognizable. Right. right. I mean, yeah, now it's people talking months and days, not in weeks, not in years. Yeah, I mean, imagine when I start to do that kind of work, I am the youngest of Tracy Emin, uh, some Italian artists working with lights. So it's a movement of lights I explored for, for a long time, but when I start that, it's not too many uh, like contemporary Joan artists doing that. Now, I don't know, every every place I go, you see neon. And, and Well, yeah, it's also become technically easier to make neon, right? Like it's like it, it's there's more people actually just fabricating. Do you make your do you do your own neon or do you send it out? No, I work in with a, I work in. So the way I do neon is uh, how the people do back in the day. Okay. So it's a, a very, you know, the neon basically is do with fire and all the people doing the same. But the the way how I put in my work is uh, you you can see the cables, you can see the the system. So it's a little bit more like back in the day because what I want to show with the neon is that that part of the the history of that of that particular light. Okay. And I working with people to do it, but I am the person like do the exactly temple on the moment like while we work on the fire to be exactly how I want it and 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 do some different change like what you don't see normally in neon technician. It's, it's something different. It's hard to explain if you don't see it, but some movements on the neon on the ends is totally different from what you see on other neons. But you're like literally there with the blowtorch. Not all the time because we already have a very, very good connection, but I know work, I know work with uh, anyone it's like part of the team got it so it's it's more like uh 
the person know exactly and, and we'll be working for, I don't know, like 10 years probably. That's really cool. Now, so I would assume back in the old days, it was, um, I assume back in the old days, your your progress and career was very gallery driven. Yes, well, I, I, I begin with interior design. Okay. But, uh, so basically when I start, I, I start painting oil colors okay. very young with eight. So then I, you know, I'm not very good at the school. Like I wanted another things and I start painting very young. And with nine, I win the, the best young artist of my country. At nine with years nine, old? Yes. Oh, okay. Painting color. Is, is this like, in English, song weird, say the best, you know, and that kind of thing. But, you know, the name of the thing is basically they make uh, a competition with the kids and, and in oil color. And, and I win that. So it's like a bank has sponsored that. And so that's my first money I win with, with R. So then from there, I, the, the same people do that program. It's like a small school where I go to paint. They make a group show in a museum <laughs> with other people for different categories. And then from there, I start to work in too many things in my life. So I never go to the university. I never study art. It's all like uh, self-taught. Uh, self-educate or self... I don't know exactly how to say it, but... So, then I start to first, you know, working in, in everything, like try to make some money. But then I realized the good way to start to connect art with the, the jobs I work, I start to see place when I can learn about materials. So I work in a carpenter. In a carpenter, I learn how to work with the wood, with the, you know, all that kind of materials. Then I work in, in a furniture store, in a furniture factories. And there I know, I learned a lot about painting, process of the chemical part of the paintings to do things. Not in the art industry, but more about in the, you know, in places when you can really experiment more. Like what a, maybe university can tell you, oh, painting like Monet, you know. In my ways, I have a lot of materials and, and I working uh, my hours and then I ask, you know, the question, oh, how can we use that? What this material use it? And apply to my dreams or my ideas. And later I connect in the, that kind of factories. We, we start to work with a lot of interior design. And one interior designers need, uh, you know, a young kids to to working in a in, in a um, art studio. It's an art studio when you make art for for in for basically house and interior design and all those all that kind of thing. And they give me the opportunity to work there, and I start to making my ideas, but a little bit more focus on oh this is gonna be great in this house. And but in the middle, I start to put my own ideas inside of the ideas of what they wanted for houses, no? Yeah. And then the people, oh, but this is not what we tell you to do, but it's look great. The client love it. You know, but then at the same time, I realized they have very low salary. I say, wow, 
uh, they selling four or five of my, you know, paintings, but they only pay me the salaries. Like, uh, <laughs> right? like of course, they have all the material, the machines, you know, the, the company. But they be very like, they don't show to the clients what artists work for them. You know, it's right. more about one brand and you making art for that brand. I tell you, I have there like 17, 19 years old. Okay. So when I work in that job and then one time, one interior designer worked for that company. She put one of my pieces in a, in a home and it's not the one of the pieces like you normally do because all oh, the client look the color or whatever. It's more about my own concept. Okay. And the client love it. And then she tell me, okay, one magazine going to make photos of the project. But the owner of the brand don't want to put the name of the artist. And mm -hmm. she take the risk to put my name on the magazine. Okay. So then that publication go on. It's an interior design uh, a magazine in Spain. And the owner of the company go super pissed off. Like, why you put the name of the artist? We have that clear. Everything needs to go under the name of the company, you know? And through that magazine, one gallery from Barcelona asked and looking for, for me. It's, it's always interesting to see, because with many artists, there's like sometimes there's one story or one piece. There's like an inflection point where wow. something kind of happens and it leads your career in like an interesting direction. Yes. Yeah. So correct. basically that, that point is a little bit the point of, of, of when the gallery contact to me and we start basically my first, my first. Uh, so is that when you said I'm going to be an artist or did you? Uh, no, a, no, a hundred percent because imagine a gallery call you, you know, is is not a big gallery. It's a small gallery for Barcelona with a lot of vision, but you know, it's not like, a huge gallery call you, you know, it's, right. and more in that time. And everything in Spain is very hard. When, when you live in Spain and you are a Spanish artist, it's very hard. You need to be outside first and then everyone loves you, you know? Yeah. It's, it happened with every artist from Spain. Like <laughs> Picasso go to France, whatever, you know, oh, it's the history of, of there, no? So... I start, start continuing working with the interior design company, but at the same time preparing the projects for that gallery. And then it's go very, very organic. I tell you about like, I remember doing, doing an art first fair with the gallery. We try the art first. Then I start to sell. Imagine the first art first we do, I make twice of the salary of what I work in. Oh, that's awesome. And it's not too much. You know, in that time, it's a lot. Now you see the difference, maybe not too much, but in that time, for me, it's amazing. Like, I can make in an art fair. So, so what did you sell your work for back then? Back then, I remember. Like, what was a like lot a, back then? Like, a two, no, in my, a lot for that. It's a salary, two salaries, like a, a $2,000, $2, things like that. Yeah, okay. I always you like know. to know when, like, when people start and they're like, I made so much. And it was yeah. like, no, the thing is now, now, you know, now we live, we live in an Instagram generation. Like every artist begin with 10,000. And yeah. I asked like, 
oh, wait, what the people take the numbers, you know? It's yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I'm an artist. Okay, 10,000. Okay. <laughs> you know, for me, it's more about grow up my career first and be honest with, with the point I am in every moment. And in that time, I, I think, you know, young artists from that time, starting in Barcelona, in this art fair, you know, and I think it's awesome for me. And when did you, and was that similar work or was that different work? No, that, that is the, the, my blindness company. That was the beginning of the, of the, of the, neon. yeah, the blindness of the, no, no neon because the, the collection of blindness start with no lights. Oh, okay. It's a start the same concept, but painting the eyes with okay. paint. So Oil color bars, very collage, very like raw paper, paper from the street. So that's how blindness begin. And when did you switch to uh, adding the technology and putting the neon in? So basically, I always, in the same time I do blindness, imagine in the same time I do sculptures, a lot of different things. But the moment is because it's almost the moment what all the so not not the social media begin begin, but in mind once Facebook begin things like that very, the the that era are very, very born no the 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 phones the new I remember the the iPhone one and all that things you know and I started thinking oh, I want something really connecting with what happened in the world right now, because it's the first moment we start to see people in the phone, tactile phone. So I really want to put on my concept that blindness part of technology. Because in reality, the concept of blindness is talking about uh, using elements for society, photos of fashion, advertising, neon lights, but it's all to create this uh, concept about what we miss inside, you know, um, how blind the society is about consumized products, uh, technology, all that thing. But the game is like I use elements for our society. So when you see a lot of elements of our society together, you feel comfortable because you see, oh, it's a model with a neon, but in reality, it's a strong message inside. It's talking about blindness. It's talking about, about how we lost a lot of values in this society. So I say, oh, what is the first brand, the first lights brand used to send message about consumers it's neon it's yeah. like oh we need to make this more bright to people go to our store or to buy coca-cola or to go to our casino in reality people think neon is beginning to be something cool but in reality it's the first element of attraction the society to go in consume that's interesting right it's so right neon is advertising right like it's it's the same, like my work is opposite to the commercial side. Sometimes because people see neon with model thing is something commercial, but it's totally the opposite. Right. It's fine art. Right. It's interesting. Because but I use it's it's like a game because I I like to people feel comfortable. And then when the people is in front of the piece, I have the attention to send a deeper message. You know, I'm more in the society we live right now. It's the same with the photo. All the photos of my work is appropriation of advertising. I don't take any photos. So you just appropriate the work? Yes, appropriation for advertising. 
Cool. Because when you go to the street, it's like you see that posters every day try to sell you something. And in one way, it's our, it's our, you know, part of our uh, uh, society. So yeah. I take it to do in another in another way, like a flip of it. Very cool. Now, when, and so that was in Spain. At what point? You're in the United States now, correct? Okay, and when did you move? Do you, you live and work here in the United States, correct? Yes, right now in Miami. Oh, me too. <laughs> Lo and behold, here we are at the same city. The and when did you come to to was it galleries that brought you from the U.S. or when did you come to the U.S. and how come? So first, I started in, in um, working with this gallery in Barcelona and I started doing projects more in Europe, like. Paris, Portugal, Germany. So I moved a little bit first in Europe, but too little in Spain. So imagine all my first projects I do outside, like France, Germany, you know, all, all that kind of part. Then something interesting happened because the gallery have a program, small program in Shanghai, in China. So my first connection uh, with that gallery is not United States, it's Asia. Okay. So we do a small project in Asia, doing uh, very, very good. From that project, uh, I signed with another big gallery in, in, in Shanghai. And there I started to work in Shanghai, but living in Spain living in Spain, working also with a gallery in Shanghai. Then with the gallery in Barcelona, we go first time to Art Busan in South Korea. And then in South Korea, I go personally to the art fair. It's go very good. I meeting with collectors, with the director, people like my work. And something really inspired me a lot in, 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 uh, in South Korea in that moment. And in that moment is when South Korea is very like a small, small circle of art. Like people don't know nothing in that time about, you know, about South Korea. Uh, the, the industry there is very like all, you know, people collecting more old artists from Korea. So there I decide to make a big move in my career and say, I see something here. I need to live here. Interesting. And I moved to South Korea. Okay. People tell me you're crazy. Where you go is a lot of be better markers or better place. I remember everyone talk about New York, New York, New York, New York, New York, uh, you know, or Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. And then I realized these places like I love New York. I go all the time. G uh, Berlin too. And that place is like, you know, but it's a lot of artists there. It's a lot, a lot of artists. You have everything, but at the same time, I think like artists, you need to be visionary and try to take another kind of inspiration. So I decided to move to South Korea. Uh, I be between South Korea and Hong Kong because the visa. So I need to move all the time because I I that my I go to South Korea like a tourist. In three months, go to Hong Kong. Back three months, go to Hong Kong like that with a studio in Korea. So very interesting, interesting history. And I start to make connections in Asia a lot. Go to every, every show, painting, every show, every gallery, every museum. And I start to have 
sorry. No, go, go, keep going. I have a question. After. I start to have a very good relation with projects in Korea because the people feel very curiosity, like, oh, you're from Spain. I never meet any artists from Spain. I'm probably the only one artist from Spain there living and, 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 and crazy yeah. there. Right. Yes, imagine. And, and I start to have a relation with curators and they start to give me very interesting opportunities doing shows, doing, you know, different, different interesting things Then I do also shows in Hong Kong in that time. So moving a little bit around, around Asia and from Asia, I, I do my first time, uh, the week of our Basel, Miami during that time. Um, and I start to go to Miami for, for, you know, for our Basel first. So basically, you went against the grain, went to a place where basically no one else was, mm -hmm. and built your collector base and built a career. And I assume was I assume it was financially lucrative. Sorry, I assume it was financially positive. Yeah, yes, super, super positive. Right. So you built a basically a career there, and then took that. And then came to the bigger market. Exactly. For example, my first gallery, now that gallery is no, no more in, in the state. My first gallery in Wynwood, in okay. that time, when, when Wynwood is, I tell you, you, you have there the track with the food, and that's it. And okay. at 11 in the morning, 11 at night, you know, walk because you maybe have some trouble, you know? Yeah, it was, <laughs> by the way, I was there, I had a studio in Wynwood five years ago, and it was dangerous. I can't imagine what 10 years no, ago. No, I yeah, I tell you like. It was, it was so, a scary neighborhood. Exactly. So imagine that during that time, a Korean woman have a gallery in Wynwood. Okay. Mira Gallery. Oh, very, okay. very long time. Look, now it's no more. No, she, I, I think, remember. go back to Korea. So she uh, do my first uh, uh, group show in Wynwood during, during that time. But imagine it's from Korea. So okay. From Korea. Interesting. And at what point, I, I assume at this point, obviously you just did art full time. Like this was your career. Yeah. I, I started full time art. Like the moment I, I start to do some project with the gallery in Barcelona from there, from there I start to be full time artist. So how much, so, cause you, Cause you're kind of like a, 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 like kind of an older, more established artist that came through the kind of the gallery system, right? So most of your sales, I assume were gallery driven, or did you ever sell your own? Did you ever have like your own sales channels? So imagine in the time what I begin a full-time artist is not the times right now. In that time, the only way to selling art was is through art dealers. Right. Galleries. Right. Or some good interior designer, like don't want like a, a art for decoration, one artist in homes. That is the way how you do in the past. Imagine you put something in Facebook and in that time and people are going to tell you, you know, maybe your grandma. Oh, I like it. Or your friend. Right. But people know, imagine like, oh, I like this artist. I see Facebook. I'm going to buy a piece. It's no artsy. No nothing uh you know is 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 now it's different now it's totally different how you, how you can do but that is a 
uh, uh, in one side something positive and in another side, no, it's depending how you see it. So what's the positive? What's the negative? So the positive is the relation I have with art dealers, galleries, and people very strong on the art market is give me the possibility to any curve of what happened in the art world. In one way, I can have more stable sellings during all this year. Why? Because imagine I have art dealers from Germany. They live from that. They right. wake up every morning, di uh, dinner with collectors, grow with galleries, with curators, and it's, you are in the in the circle of of that person, and they love you more, and they make money for you more, and they want to support your career. You can, you know, and imagine you have one in Germany, one in, in Korea, one in the United States. You know, it's like a, you start to have this, this kind of, of, of uh, a strong uh, ways to, to help you in any, in any situation. You know? The negative way is like, okay, right. No, it's not, it's not a negative way. The thing is like right now you can sell it are in Instagram. That right. things are more volatile because things can, careers can go quick. Imagine. Imagine how many artists I know I saw in that times when I make shows, for example, in Miami. And then I never see again. Or they do another kind of work. Or they working in another thing. Yeah. So, the, the, there's definitely more. It's interesting because on the gallery, they help build and mold your career. And on the social media side and kind of like the, the new side, like they still own the customer, right? Like the new artists that are coming today, they own their own customer because they interact directly with the customer as opposed to with the gallery in the middle. Yeah. So, the problem is, is you, is you, for example, is you marketing your work like a, like a selling teachers and yeah. everyone loves your teachers Maybe in two years, people don't care more about your teachers. Yes. And where's your statement? Where's your museums? Where's your curators? And yeah, well, that's there, the there's people forget these days, like, you can make money. And I see a lot of people make a lot of money. But, you know, I'm, I'm 36 in uh, this Friday. And I, I want to continue build my career with 40 with 45, with 50, you know, it's like, I am in a museum, so I want this, I want that. It's, it's a lot of things to, to create a solid career. Like people sometimes forget and focus in, in branding something. But imagine, for example, in the fashion industry, how fast they, they need to change everything because people don't like now this look and now change. But as you make a brand like an artist, it's, it's different because in two years, is you change your style radical or this or that, and you don't have a, a strong community and a strong collector and strong curators. You start from scratch. In one way, you, you can be like, oh, now I don't have more message in Instagram. Yeah, I, I understand that very well. Yeah. The, so with all the technology and with everything that comes, do you actually sell any work directly? Or do you yes. still do only gallery? No, I selling, I selling, I selling. What I do, I have a lot 
of uh, because in one time of my career, I have a almost worldwide representation. Okay. I not recommend to any artist, and I like this podcast is to, is to talk about that kind of things to I help other recommend. people. I not recommend. Oh, depend on the gallery, but you know, it's always is is good to have a kind of freedom like artists, because sometimes the galleries can make one move to the right. You want to make one move to the left, and that starts to contaminate how how freedom and how comfortable you feel with yourself during your division you have. So during that time, of course, you have a contract. You need to do that. But then when I when I broke that contract, I start to focus in okay, which galleries I want really represent me in which markets, and go with less galleries. But the galleries I work with is more galleries want to help me in the in the direction I want to go. So. Then you sign with a gallery and you say, okay, my gallery of Japan is the gallery is going to sell all my work in Japan and represent me in Japan. So if I have a message in Instagram or in Facebook or email of a person from Japan, I send it to my gallery from Japan. Okay, you do. I respect the galleries because it's the, the work they need to do. But this tomorrow, call me someone from, I don't know, Texas or... Uh, Singapore, it, I don't have gallery connecting with any of that, that thing. The so pen of the person or the pen of the collector, I can do some sales, but normally it's the pen because I like it when it's a good collector, like I understand your content, you mess something special, you can do it, but no selling. Normally I like to, in any case, connecting with the, with the gallery. Do, interesting. So you're you're like old school. In one way, yes. I like to put, uh, you know, half and a half. I say. <laughs> now, do you? So do you have? So do you let them do all the marketing, or do you do any marketing yourself? Like, do you have? Do Do you run Instagram and TikTok? So I, I I separate. Yeah, I separate into into like I then. The galleries do the marketing, like the galleries need to focus. And I do my own marketing, like the artists need to focus. I think it's different style of marketing. Galleries need to do one marketing and artists need to do another. When the gallery managing the artist marketing, maybe they don't understand how, how exactly it works. So it's better, for example, if you have a show, they make the marketing of that show, through that show, all what need to be around the gallery, and then you marketing your personal, more organic and more how you want to connect with the audience. I think like that for me is work good. What what social media platforms do you find effective? Instagram, hundred percent. Right now is the for me is the the top. Okay. To have like your portfolio, like your, you know, your, how I call Instagram portfolio is like for me, I basically, basically my career is there, you know, and I follow up my career. Then have good website connecting with Instagram, you know, like when people 
more old school or another generation of collectors click on that website, go to a place comfortable, like one that can not a selling website. I don't sell anything in my website. Basically, okay. my website is an extension when you can go and go deeper. For example, if you are a curator and you go in Instagram, you see around what you have, but then you go in the website and you go a little bit deeper to know more about. So no transactions on your website. So I can't press a button and buy something. No. So if someone, do you have like a team of people that work with you? Like if someone calls you or do you answer the phone? Like if someone messages you on Instagram, do you respond or do you have a team of people that respond? No, I, I respond. I respond. So you respond to everyone? Yeah, I respond. In the the pen of the time, sometimes I work with, with a, um, I don't know how to say in English. Some people help me sometimes. People from the university or things like you, you know, okay. you. Some inter sometimes like can help me something and and depend on the project maybe I I working with a writer and I pay a writer to do some rides okay. uh, you know with photographers is need to do a photos of the shows I have a team but it's not like a team like work for me like almost like a a people I like to work and depend of what I needed I so kind I of connect freelance projects for yeah, specific exactly, exactly. got it. But in the end, everything I needed, I, I, I work in to do how I need it. So what percentage do you say do you sell via gallery versus sell yourself? Is it 50-50, 70-30? What, uh, when I say galleries, I put in the middle our dealers too. Sure. I qualify those our, galleries. You know, our dealers because it's... it's now you you have this this kind of new not now always but now it's more popular because they go in Instagram and they have their own collection and it's basically like almost galleries with no space you know right people okay. like pay relations and, and have a good collector base so I think it's eighty eighty zero galleries yeah. and people selling my work okay yeah. oh that's a lot yeah it, I really. Focus on, on, because always imagine in the end of the day, sometimes uh, what, you know, what people wanted in these days is try to go directly to the artists and sometimes take for cheaper because they know the gallery is not in the middle. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of negative way in reality what people not see in the, in the short term. But in the long term, it's, it's a lot of... Uh, and, and how many pieces do you make a year? So from when I begin to now, less. So every time less. More, now you make less. Yes. So, and do you have, uh, do you have assistants that help you or you make everything yourself? Uh, so, depend on the project, the same. When I work with wood or bigger projects or things, I, I work with freelance. Normally, I like to do the, the maximum I I wanted for myself, but nothing like people painting and nothing like that. You know, it's more like a canvas thing or wood I needed or that kind of thing. A, but an extra set of hands. I, yeah, I do everything myself. Now, do you mostly make work? Do you create work and then show it? Or do you mostly do like, do you do a lot of commissions or do you do both? Or So, so now 
in the past is different. In the past, I you know go to the studio and and now I separate in three in three blocks. You know, in three blocks. One is I have, for example, now right now I have almost one year and a half of projects already. Exhibitions, I think. Yeah. So, so for example. Have- uh, people have already bought or paid for a year and a no, half. No, no, no. It shows, shows. Shows, okay. Yeah, show. So so I focus on the shows, produce okay. for the shows. Any interest on my work, uh, I separate the pen of the, you know, the kind of collector or is this for a important collection or is for a museum, things like that. I put it on a list first. This is like, uh, you know, people want my art more like, oh, I want one of your pieces, things like that. That is going a waiting list of, oh, I'm going to have this show or you can see the work in this show or, you know, we inform of where the show is going to be so you can buy there. So then another part is uh, some commissions. But the same, some commissions I put it in a list and need to be commissions I really interested in. Like I see it's gonna make any impact on my career, you know. And like a good collector. Yeah, good collection, museum collection. So there I put on the list first because it's something's gonna help to to continue the to grow up the the career. And another part of the, the third block is investigation. I make a lot of investigation projects a lot of things like i work but it's not necessarily need to be pieces i'm gonna show or selling is things is gonna put me in what i'm gonna do next but that time is very important because for example if i switch and i focus in all the people want to buy my art in one point i'm gonna be in my studio making pieces no evolution my art uh, no making my shows deep and I'm going to transform my business in something I don't want it because the value of the art need to be connecting with everything, not only what you buy, what you sell or how much you sell is how your career going. Now, do you help determine the price or do the galleries determine the price? So in reality, uh, my prices go very organic. Okay. You, you know, in my, from that point, I tell you is go, you know, year by year, depend when I start to do museums. Is is everything depend? But the galleries is the one, like like uh, put the price. Gallery song auctions. This depend how how. how it's and if if you don't mind me asking, price range yeah. is is what what. So it depend. It depend on the side, but it's go from eleven thousand. To thirty-five thousand, okay. depend of the of the size. Nice. Is you know depend of the of the of the size. Okay. Can be more. Is the size more? Can be less? Is the the size is less? Now, do you make? So you already have a year and a half of of ideas of production for shows. So. You you basically yeah, for show the ideas sometimes is coming in the last moment, but <laughs> so do you ever keep inventory or you just as as the work as you make it it goes? 
I always have some inventory, but it's uh, things I like it and it's for my personal collection. Okay. But I don't say that too much because I don't know why all the time the collectors go to the studio. They love what you want to keep. Of course. <laughs> but, but I'm not keeping production in the way of I'm going to keep in production to sell. I keep in things I like it to have for my old collection, almost a piece for the, the all the collections I do. I like to have it. And sometimes maybe I do a, you know, 10 paintings for one show and then I do 11 and I, I don't know where I put it because the concept is connecting more with this. And then I have in the studio one or two, you know. Now, do you ever like do? That. Do you ever do like print series, and do you ever do like things that are smaller so you can get to a bigger market, or you just don't? So I I I do edition of five, but all all the edition are hand paint too. So okay. in reality, it's no like a print edition. Then I do one project one time, but we never we never uh, put a life because I stop it. In that case, I'm very very old school. So you don't do print runs. You don't do not right now. I gonna do it. I you know I do some collaboration. One time I do a collaboration with a with a, a design company. Do some teachers like high end teacher, but uh, very limited. Very limited. I think for me, uh, you know, something happened right now too. What I saw is like you need to feel the moment with. The editions don't gonna affect your career. In my case, I like to make my career more strong, and then do editions to give also the people the the possibility to have my work. You know, right? Yeah, to go to more beyond. But begin very early doing editions. Yeah, for some artists work. But it depends what you want to be in your career. In the end of the day, it's a lot of inventory outside when you do that. And there's a question. So how do you keep track of all your inventory? Do you have a computer system or is it just a Google Doc or is it like? Yeah, how I, have, I, I, I have a, a, you know, a, a, you know, a dog of, of what, what everything going. I try to talk with the galleries. They tell me, oh, this piece go to this. You know, to Singapore, to Japan, to here. And I always, the good thing when you create that relation, you can be very close to your collectors too. Also, I have a lot of collectors, like they, they I don't know, I have collectors with 20 pieces. They buy everything I do every year, depend of is the price go high or no. That's so amazing. I have collectors like they buy for $2,000 when I'm very young and they continue every year buying something for me that kind of relations is in my end in moments of my career like things go a little bit down pick up the phone no, no <laughs> they 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 be your your you know your support you know it's, it's now do you ever do you ever reach out to collectors or it's all inbound? no 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 all inbound everything is like Relation, oh, I see one in our Basel or here or, or in Paris. Oh, let's go to dinner. Oh, what you do new? Blah, 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 blah. Very organic. Everything very organic. I never imagine. I begin all this, don't thinking, you know, I start to do art with eight. 
because, you know, my things in my home are a little bit crazy. I, I have something to escape, you know, and, and my, I remember my mom put me in football, in this, in this, and I hated everything related with team. And then I am like uh, very like hyper. So I try painting and the first time I find something to put myself there. So in reality, my career start very organic. I never imagined like I'm gonna make money for art or living like artists. Like it's it's coming too organic for me. Like I start to fight, 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 and things start to come. Like I don't put too much pressure on that. That oh, I need to 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 sell or thing because I don't know. I, I already be in that part in the, in that moment and everything. Is happening is 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 better, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, question for you. So yeah. now, obviously, the the new thing is is NFTs. Uh huh. Um, have you put your toe into NFTs yet? Or so, you- I gonna tell you this. It's very interesting because you know that my concept of blindness is appropriation of elements. No. Correct. So I appropriate. A fashion to transform to talk about blindness and talk about you know different uh, things of society and then because i use elements for our society like neon lights posters from the street all that kind of thing i say okay the voice go too fast so now technology in that level like like uh, nfts and 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 uh, blockchain is part of our society you bet. So I say, okay, I need I need to be there, but no, I need to be there because I want to make money or, 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 or that be my market. It's because I want to put that part of my concept. So what I do, I take an appropriation of crypto pumps. Okay. And I make the first crypto pump blindness. Oh, with the neon? Yes. This is not a neon. It basically is like, if you see, if you put, you go in my Instagram, my, 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 my oh, I photo. Oh, I asked about that. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's a, it's a crypto pump that have that blindness thing. So it's the first blindness crypto pump in the world. Right. And it's I always. Like the pixelated neon, right? Yeah, exactly. Pixelated yeah. Neon. So Super then smart. I realized, okay, let, let's see what's happened. I know put yet on sale that I start to see a lot of methods of collectors. One is for sale. When is for sale? When is for sale? So then I go and I make a, my own campaign of I printing posters of the crypto pond and I start to put in Miami, New York, on the street. Okay. In different advertising. Why? Because I want to give to something is not touchable. An all skill view, like you go to the street and you see the poster physically. So it's a contradiction. But in the same time, it's a promotion of, right. you know, that circle of right. But it's a, a flywheel. Yeah. What I do with this is continue build my blindness concept in different direction, and in the same time, be part of what happened today in NFT. And I study a lot of NFT, crypto, all the stuff. I'm very into that. Um. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day I put it to sell to see what you know. What happened, but it's no, I know put into my uh, business plan is more about into my concept of my career. 
So basically what, what I do always is I focus on what I want to do and that strategic in the end is automatically coming like a business, but never thinking in business first. I think in first in concept and then automatically is, is imagine all the first NFT artists never start to thinking in, in business. They do it because they love it. They are designers in a room, uh, hours there. Like now you have people, oh, NFT to sell. And then that's the people like don't sell it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's right. Or selling, but, but it's your, your, you know, your, your life. Yeah, it, it's watching what's happened is is utterly fascinating. But I think that your, your appropriation technique of style and taking that and, and appropriating it, it on different NFTs, I think would be very interesting. I, I like that concept. Yeah, it's, it, for me, it's because in the end of the day, I want, when the people talk about my ideas and my concepts, see how I connect it with every time I leave and how my concept connects with Every time, you know. Yeah, and I, really. I think you. I think someone like you also has because you have such a strong brand and such a strong name that you can like in such an audience and collector base that if and when you go down that road, uh, I think you'll you'll probably have quite a bit of success. Yeah, that, that I I need to try, but I see already a lot of messages like people. Oh, I want one, <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, the, the important for me is like the people understand what I do. The good thing is my collectors like see, okay, we know why Javier do that. If not like, oh, you are now in NFT because you want to make some money. It's not, like, oh, Javier, you appropriate the crypto fund and do this shit. You right, know, like, right. Okay, we, we right. understand you. Right. <laughs> it, makes, <laughs> it, it makes sense. It, it, it's a good, it's, it's very interesting. I, I like the way you're, you're, I like the way you're extending your concept instead of just taking your work and making it digital, but like yeah. actually taking, like stretching it a bit more and taking that appropriation technique and, and making it like one level deeper is, is, is yeah, because it's, I, in mind is, is my work physically is appropriation of the advertising. If I do that digital, is what you say. I only like transform my painting in a digital, but I want be a physically NFT appropriation of 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 the content. No, I, I like it. It, ma it it makes quite a bit of sense. Now, do you ever do stuff with with brands or or like do brand collaborations? I, I do uh, not too many. Like I. I do that with the Limitato. It's a, a yeah, share high-end brand. I do the, you know, we do a small collaboration. I like it because they focus on, they understand my message. It's not too many numbers, you know. It's a very also. high price point. Yeah. So to keep it like um, something to explore, but it's not damage my brand, not damage my career. So, so I feel comfortable with that. It, then I don't, don't do nothing like a physically with brands, more about a sponsor and that kind of thing. Long time ago for our buses, like a sponsor shows or doing with Cadillac, I do something. But I don't know. I, I have with brands that, that line because 
they reach out to me sometimes, but then when they understand my content and my ideas, they go a little bit behind the, the, the thing, you know. Because first, it's, it's happened sometimes with fashion magazines. The, the, you know, I've been both Korea, Forbes, a lot of press, but sometimes, for example, Elle magazine, oh, Javier, we love your work. Let's do something. Okay, let me send you the statement. And then, oh, sorry, but I know you make a probation and you talk about this, about that. I say, sorry, it's, it's not only a beautiful photo with Neon, it's something more, you know. No. So, so brands want to be safe, you know, want to play safe. Do you have a, uh, do you use a publicist or have PR or is no, it organic? No, me, myself, directly, I never do. Sometimes I work with PR companies because the galleries have PR companies. So I be in that meetings like, oh, we are the PR company of the gallery. We're going to do this, this for your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But never personally, I never, I never do it. It's interesting. You're like, it's, it's, it's actually nice to hear. You're kind of like this very old school, like, you know. But, but in the same time, very into everything new, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's, it, it's an interesting dichotomy that you have because you have like, uh-huh. you have a big social media presence. You have kind of like these things in the modern world, but like kind of the way you approach your career is like gallery, museum, build my career, like control my, control your message. It's, 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 uh, it's nice to see in this age where everything is, is. Yeah. You know, so th- thank you. Thank you. Where, where everything is like TikTok and and yeah, and, and, I try to you know what I I always think you know on people think maybe in two three years term period, yeah. I think in block of ten years. So you think like that, you can have more perspective of what's gonna happen. Imagine I live moments of I remember the photography boom, like you go to every art fair and only see photo artists. Galleries open just representing photo artists. Artists make photos, printing huge, edition of five, blah, 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 blah. artists from China, but here, here, from Brazil. Now you go to our first, and maybe you have 10 of the artists from that moment. And all the other artists disappear. No, and so- I see that with a lot of movements. So sometimes you need to be like, be careful with the with with that kind of 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 move of uh, modas in Spain we say modas like a hype or, or things like that. Yeah. So you have like a ten year goal of this is where you want to be, and then you just work towards that. Yes, because I think ten in ten years you can think in more what's going to happen on the middle in 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 a very interesting perspective. Because in three years right now, it's nothing for the society we live. It's nothing. Like, it goes so fast. So, I don't know. That's giving me purpose to understand, like, a lot of things happen. It's going to be part of our society, but not like that strong. Because I already see in the past. It's like, I know blockchain and cryptocurrency is going to be the, the money of the future, but probably no a thousand kind of crypto you know probably not but it's you know things like that i I look forward to seeing your work in the metaverse (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's super interesting. I'm super bullish and and fascinated by what's coming. And yeah, how- I love it. I love it. And I'm like, you know, and I think and I thinking to adapt a lot of that to to my career. And I and I do it. You see how fast I go in the NFTs and 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 I'm, I'm I try to apply how we can put the certificate of authenticity of our work yeah. into the blockchain. For example, that's very simple. Like you give a code to your collector of the physical piece that they can keep it very safe, the certificate. And you can see how it's flipped. Oh, when they put in an auction, you can follow that. That is, is something like people need to start to see it. People focus on other things, but we can start for the more basic things to do it. And and that I think every artist needs to start to do it, you know. Yeah, I think for provenance, it's it's the most, I mean, it's full yeah. provenance, right? They know like they can go back to the very beginning and see that it was you. And exactly. the, the I also like that idea of like this connection of the real world and the digital world and how to somehow because right now there's a lot over here, there's a lot on the digital, yeah. a lot on the real, and like some people are doing it together, but that crossover I think is really interesting. Yeah, like like you selling an NFT and it's coming also with a print, like Demian here's doing. Right. Yeah, that kind of. Uh, I'm trying to make sculptures that are like digital 3D sculptures and then actual real sculptures in real life. Like in yeah, nice. making that connection is is challenging, but hopefully something. So. Yeah, but it's very interesting. Very interesting. So anyhow, what was I say? So it's actually been an hour already. Oh. It's, it's go so fast for me. Yes, it goes very quickly. Um, so yeah. I'm usually very good. Anyhow, so it's been a fascinating conversation. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. I, I do very like normal, natural, you know, sorry if I say something like no, I am. Um, that, literally, this was absolutely perfect. It was fascinating. It was interesting to learn about uh, you, kind of how you see your career and how you've gone about it. It's 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 been wonderful to hear. Um yeah, so this is usually we wrap up. If you have any other questions or any other things, feel free. Um, and thank you very much. I'm very grateful to have this opportunity. Thank you so much. And anytime, next time is uh, we can do one with video. I'm gonna put better, you know, my face yeah. better, and we do one in video. And uh, I'm very happy, you know. Like, now that I know you're in Miami, maybe I have to come. I have to come visit because I live. Yeah, of course, of course. It's going to be a pleasure. And thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And You got it. Unless, I want to say one thing. Believe in yourself and every vision you have, follow your dream. Everything can happen. That's the most important part, man. It's the hardest part to do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much.